welcome, 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 podcast listeners. This is your host, is Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. I am here on a Monday night. This is crazy. We never podcast on a Monday night. And we're here with Mr. McQuine. Say hi, Matt. Hi, Matt. Well, hey, it's Matt. <laughs> welcome back, buddy. <sighs> so, last, uh, last podcast was the second... Uh, second uh, live podcast host in as many weeks that has said that they want to do a podcast with you, man. <laughs> yeah, and both of them don't want to do it about guitars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> does it make you feel warm inside? Does it make you feel get that fuzzy feeling? It does. It does. I'm in. I'm in high demand, which is a shame because I'm like <laughs> I have less time to podcast. <laughs> that's, these days. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> now that you you've got less time than ever, most people want you. Um, yeah. We we also got a shout out from the uh, the guys at the um, oh, the Tone Jerks, didn't we? Uh, they we did. They gave us a shout out on the podcast and uh, and on their their Instagram page as well. Which yep. pretty fucking awesome. Um, yeah, and um, we need to re- reciprocate because if you're listening to us, you're probably going to enjoy their podcast as well. Yeah, I mean they are like the uh, where, where you get like British cities that are, that are twins with like twins with other cities in France and in Belgium, and in, we are like the Fret Talk podcast is twins with the Tone Jerk podcast over in the US because we are we are one and the same. Yeah, we are the Scunthorpe to your Calais. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who that's more insulting to, but hey ho. Yeah, big shout out to Brian and uh, and Kyle. It's it's absolutely hilarious, and I, I seem to be in a perpetual state of catching up on past episodes. Uh, but it's it's great because whenever I run out of anything, Tone Jerks is my go-to. Because they they're filthy bastards like us as well. <laughs> yeah, they're not scared to make any sort of <laughs> innuendo or anything along those lines. That's it. They don't show away from the blue blue terms, do they? <laughs> Although I must say that the uh, the stance of uh, of Brian on on the neck pickup issue he's he's, he's wrong. Um, He's he's not quite right with that one. <laughs> I mean, you're allowed to disagree with like a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I am allowed to to be to take the moral high ground here and be right. <laughs> moral high ground, right? Are these the words we should be using in this situation? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. I've 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 been playing a lot of neck pickup and. It's it's all kinds of righteous. So, um, but then again, I'm not playing uh, punk music. So, I imagine that if I was playing with copious amounts of gain, the neck pickup would not be my first choice. It probably wouldn't even be my second choice out of a two pickup <laughs> guitar. <laughs> um, yeah. But hey, hey, yeah. So, so Matt, how you been, man? Yeah, I've been good. Um, Busy just doing stuff. I yep. suppose there's not really much 
Um, where was I the last time I was on the cast? I'd got the Mel 9 but hadn't taken it to a band practice yet. Is that right? Well, sounds about sounds about fair, yeah? Yeah, so I've now taken it to a band practice with the new band um, yep. where we messed, I, I messed around with it in a few songs and like using the, the, the sax and the trumpet sounds like I said I would. And then... They were like, oh, does it do anything else? So, of course, I stuck it on the, the, the organ mode and did Stairway. And they were like, oh, we could do that. And I'm like, no. And they're like, we could do, no, no. Like, you do that for that bit. And then we've yeah. got, like, this, the synth guy can fill in the other bits of the sounds that are over the top. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, shall we? And they were like, well, let's 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 do it at practice in a couple of weeks. And Is we'll it? go from there. <laughs> So yeah, um, I've got another solo to relearn. So th- th- that's what we're saying. We're saying August is uh, is going to be stairway, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, probably. Because <laughs> yeah, I've got to relearn all of that. Because I I know the intro, <laughs> yeah. and I vaguely know some of the chords from like the middle section. Because it's basically in three sections, isn't it? It's like. The intro with like four verses, then there's like four verses with a different melody over it, and then there's the the solo and outro. I thought that the the middle section was broken up into the multiple different chord progressions, but I, I, quite possible. I like I learned it when I was sixteen, seventeen. Probably last played it all the way through when I was seventeen, eighteen. Nice, yeah, and that that for the for our listeners is some some while ago. <laughs> yeah, we're we're talking going on ten years if it's not ten years. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to put my hands up here and say that I've not actually like officially learnt the whole of Stairway. I learnt the intro, the bit that everyone knows, um, and learnt the dun 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 dun. Because that's this is the most exciting bit. Um, yeah, and yeah, like had a couple of bashes at the solo and and got the first kind of phrase down, and then did the whole. Yeah, well, I, I think I'm better than Jimmy Page, so I, I should be able to <laughs> write my own thing on the spot. That's equal, if not better. Um, Spoilers, it wasn't better. Um, Jimmy Page <laughs> definitely did it better than I did. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's true for most people who've who've done, done the same thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm not the first person to have... Uh, for the ego to have taken the wheel. Um, or or just, uh, just generally the laziness to have taken the wheel. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll learn... Because I think... It, uh, from what I remember, it's not incredibly complex. No, the the bit that I always used to struggle with is the the bend like bend triple is not on the beat. The bend is off the beat. Ah, okay. So and I kept bend and I kept bending on the beat and w- wondering why it sounded a bit shit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I and I, I I struggled with that, but I've been playing for ten years more than I did have last time I done it. So hopefully this time I won't have trouble with like the the bend being off the beat, and it's it's definitely a pick then bend, not a 
hit can bend at the same time, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, but not. Yeah, you hear that. Yeah. Of course, you hear the. If only you could put that into words, that would be that would be a fantastic podcast title. You hear the. No. I mean, have have you seen Dave Grohl um, do the st- sing the Stairway solo? I have not, no. So him and Taylor Hawkins were on some American TV show, and Dave Grohl's got an acoustic guitar and forgets half the words to Stairway because mm-hmm. he's half caught. It's, it, I think it's late nineties. It might be early two thousands, but I, he's half cut, and obviously Taylor's just there, like filling in sounds for the first half of it. They just skip like five verses out mm-hmm. and go straight into the the thing, and then as they go for the solo, because he's got an acoustic guitar, he just sings the solo. <laughs> nice. I mean, Brilliant. I I did a performance the once where um, I was I really wanted to do. Uh, take on me by a ha um, but I was the only one who knew the chords so I had to play the chords and because I was the only one who knew the chords and there weren't any keyboard players there was no one to do the <laughs> and we happened to have a kazoo so <laughs> this was possibly the hardest I ever worked so I had the kazoo for the intro <laughs> Had to drop it to sing sing the song because I was forcing everyone to do it. So, so of course I had to sing it. Um, yeah. So that was. Uh, so, of... were you part of a band or did you just do this solo? No, that it would be a little bit mental doing it solo. It was like a little kind of group rehearsal shindig thing. Um, and yeah, I I I was trying to convince uh, convince these guys to do. Uh, take on me for the longest time and and people would come up with excuses oh i don't know the words oh we we don't know the chords so i solved all of those problems by doing them all myself <laughs> and it was fantastic it probably wasn't yeah. fantastic i'm glad there's no footage of that floating around uh, but i had fun at least uh, and that's what it's about isn't it music's supposed to be fun yeah the, f- the fun is the kind of the most important bit. As long as you're having fun and you're not making other people not have fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, your your fun has to kind of equate in some way. It's got to be uh, proportional at least to the fun of the audience. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it, it, unless it's like inversely proportional where your fun makes other people <laughs> not, not fun. Yeah, yeah. Then... As long as it's yeah. not that, then you're fine. Yeah, as long as they're, they're gaining some enjoyment from it. Uh, and I think <laughs> the 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 people around who weren't in the in the group probably did enjoy that experience because it was it was something to behold. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would have enjoyed seeing somebody play, sing, and kazoo the <laughs> keyboard riff. <laughs> yeah, well, that's isn't it. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, you got to do these things sometimes, haven't you? I, I've got to find a, a Variax setting where where I can do kazoo. Maybe that's like <laughs> Variax two, like the next one. We've got kazoo mode. Surely, surely, like they can do a firmware update, and you can replace one of those custom slots with a kazoo slot. Absolutely, I don't need like 
three different types of resonator. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't um, need three different types of resonator. I don't need three different types of acoustic, and I don't need two different types of twelve string. So, just I, I want one acoustic, one twelve string, one sitar, one banjo. Yeah, I mean that. And that's one pack. And yeah. then kazoo can be, and then kazoo can be your fifth thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I mean, we've got like kazoo, car horn, DJ button as well. I mean. DJ yeah it'd be fantastic uh so if if you are listening out there line six um that's your that's your next challenge <laughs> oh dear yeah oh I'd be up for that oh yeah so would I yeah I mean because let's let's face it who who like even if you are a fan of of the Rickenbacker sounds you don't need five of them. Like, at a push, too. Like, Nobody ever used the neck pickup in a Rickenbacker. I wouldn't have thought Everybody that's ever used the Rickenbacker uses it for that jangly sound. You yeah. need one sound of Rickenbacker. That's and, it, yeah. And that's it. Maybe, maybe two if you have a 12-string yeah, mode 12, of your Rickenbacker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I think that's pushing it, because that, that's quite... quite uh, quite harsh sounding that one is. I mean, I've got, yeah. I've completely got rid of the the Rick and Backer, and I've made myself a Brian May uh, mod <laughs> on, on mine. So, yeah, I mean, I, I need to plug mine in and just have a play. Yeah, have at it. I mean, I did the same with the um, with the semi hollow mode because the uh, the Les Paul mode really, really overpowers the semi hollow mode. And I didn't, I didn't like that the 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 pickups in in the one were much more powerful than the other, even though likelihood is they're probably they probably are because you don't want like super hot pickups in a in a hollow body, but because I don't have yeah. to deal with the repercussions of super hot pickups in a hollow body, I made that a reality. <laughs> so position two and four are neck and bridge of the three three five body, but with the Les Paul pickups. And it sounds pretty good. Sounds really good. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue. Like, I'm pretty sure the reason the Les Paul is so hot in the Variax is because there's no real like rock monster EMG horrible overpowering pickup sound. So they've if, if yeah, you they want that kind the, of sound, you use the Les Paul. And they pushed it a little. I'd have been more inclined to change the Les Paul pickups for the three three five setting. Ah, uh, yeah, <laughs> probably would have been. Nice. I mean, I I also changed the um, the Les Paul. I've got so on the Les Paul. I think in the the middle, the, the position two and four. It was like uh, I think P90. it was. Was it P nineties? Because I've I've done it the opposite way. I think I've done done it where it's deluxe, so it's mini humbuckers. Um, and then yeah, on, so, on the special, I've done the P nineties. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, the 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 standard one is humbucker P ninety, both humbuckers P ninety humbucker. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I've, I've I've switched them around. I think I've done because. Uh, on the other one, it was the Firebird with the, the mini humbuckers, and I didn't want that. So I did the Les Ball with the hum, the mini humbuckers, so it's like a deluxe. Um, and then I've do, I've got the the special with the the humbuckers, and then the special with the 
the P90s, and it makes sense. Yeah. I've just noticed, like, between, like when we've been having this conversation, my, my WhatsApp messages have been coming up above you. Because we're doing this on my, on my mobile phone, and I can see I'm, I'm talking to Matt's face, which is how we usually talk. But above Matt has been, has been uh, messages on WhatsApp from, uh, from Yeomans. And that pretty <laughs> much only means one thing. So he, <laughs> he's, he's found a guitar. Yeah, earlier on today, he, uh, he sent me a, a link to, um, to, to something that he found uh, from Aria because he's got this beautiful uh, Aria Pro 2, uh, like single cut uh, Les Paul. It's almost kind of like a a mix between um, like the Ibanez S series and a Les Paul, so it's it's like really contoured like the S series, but it's it's yep. a Les Paul. It's got this really really awesome kind of asymmetrical neck as well, so it's fatter towards the fatter strings and then thinner towards the uh, towards the thinner strings, and that was like his his second or third guitar, and that's pretty much what I've known him for. So he's got like this this affinity towards the Aria Pro stuff, um, and he sent me a link today where they've uh, recently come out with um, essentially what is like uh, their take on the Sur. Um, so it's like an HSS uh, quilt maple top, uh, maple cap poplar body uh, with a roasted maple neck, and they're they're coming in at about. Three three fifty something like that. It was just like, check this. Have a look at this. This is cool. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I think it is. It yeah. is. Why the fuck have you shown me that? Yeah, I, I, I could get behind that. I mean, the, the problem is that I, they're not in shops, so I've got no way of trying them. If I, if you could guarantee that it it played quite like a sir, I'd go. Yeah, sure. That's that's well worth getting. But Yeah. So that's the thing. Can you guarantee that? Yeah, and that's that's the thing that stopped me from uh taking a look at the, the Harley Benton Fusion as well, which is a similar kind of thing with the, the roast uh roast maple neck. Looks a little bit like a Guthrie Go Van Charval. Um Yeah. I don't know if that's the that's the inspiration they took or uh, I don't know. Who's to say? I'm not. I'm not a lawyer pointing fingers here. So, I mean, the Guthrie Govan Charvel was just a copy of the Shaw Guthrie Govan anyway. So, well, it, yeah. I mean, it was a an updated version, weren't it? Because they, yeah. But yeah, it was very. It was. It was much of a much of a muchness there, wasn't it? And yeah. he sent. He's just sent me another thing as well. So, I imagine that after this cast, I'm going to go through a, a list of. Quite beautiful, <laughs> quite beautiful guitars. It's uh, eleven guitars, and yeah. I've just bought nine of them, and I can't afford any of them. Help! That's it. Yeah, yeah. give me financial advice. <laughs> It'll be don't buy guitars. Uh, Take out a loan. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Worry about it. Your house. Worry about it later. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> uh, so you did a gig um, two days ago, was it? Something like that. Yeah, Saturday night. Saturday night. So yeah, it's two days ago. I was right. Yeah. yeah. And this gig, it was an interesting gig, interesting. wasn't it? It was a very interesting gig. So 
It's the only public gig I've played with Switch outside of TT um, yeah. this year, just for, like, we're, we're so booked up with weddings and functions and stuff that um, we just, because the other the other lot have all got kids, they've got, like, they need to spend time with their families and stuff like that, so... <sighs> Losers. It's, yeah, literally. <laughs> yeah, it's the... So, like, yeah, um, this is our only pub, public gig. Um and it was on a stage, on a beach, yeah, which is normally great fun. Um, I love playing on this stage. Um, it's outside a pub, like the the pub is the other side of the road from the. So you've got basically pub road, yeah, beach. wall where people sit and drink, beach, and then stage facing it all. Um, cool, cool, cool. And every year that I've played it so far, it's been amazing. Yeah. This year, we had 25 mile an hour winds gusting to 40. Uh, and although they were coming from behind us, because 10 foot in front of us was a big wall... It, yeah, it just smacked back at it's you. It's just a vortex. Uh, so the the wind was coming into the, the back of the stage, vortexing off the side, creating like... A whirlpool um, of almost sand. Almost like mini, tor- te- yeah, mini tornadoes that just flick sand up in the air. They had a... a a big long banner along the front of the stage that was the same height as the stage. So the bottom of it was in sand and cause it was windy and it was blowing underneath the stage that kept blowing up and flicking sand onto the stage as well. So that was great. <laughs> and I basically, I posted a, ped, a picture of my pedal board about 12 minutes after I'd put it down. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and, sh- and showed, uh, I think it was in the fret talk podcast group. Um, could and it, it, my pedals were all covered, all covered in sand, and I was like, "This is gonna be fun." And that, uh, we still had like thirty minutes to go before we started. Um, yeah. uh, to be fair, I'm I'm so glad that I don't use the old Diago pedal board anymore, and I've got a slatted um, pedal train. Yeah, because the the bassist has got. You remember the the Boss pedal board that holds five Boss pedals? Uh, yeah, the uh, BCB sixties. Yeah, he's got one of them with five boss size pedals in it, and it was literally a tray of sand. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'd imagine so. Yeah, and and that. Whereas uh, at least it it fell through my. So it's got, if I remember rightly, it's got like the ability to run two different loops into that as well. So you've got like yeah. input A, input B, like send A and send B. So I imagine that those. Those empty jack sockets will will have been completely filled with sand. Which I mean, I didn't. I I had to rush straight from the gig to work because with the had work issues, but so I didn't stay. I literally, as soon as the gig was over, just packed. I I literally the guitar was in the case before the last note of the last song was played. Yeah, because I just I needed to go. So um, I d- I didn't stay around to find out. The, the problems he was having but yeah it looked like it um I'm, I'm so glad i've i put all my pedals like put the pedal board together properly because if it had happened four weeks ago two of the pedals that were on my pedal board didn't have any velcro on the bottom so i wouldn't have been able to just tip it upside down and tip all the sand off um which is what i did at the end of the gig i, I literally tipped as much sand off as i could get yeah, left the beach put there. it in the book yeah put it in the 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 carry case for me pedal train and that's a problem for tomorrow's mat 
<laughs> yeah, exactly that, isn't it? Yeah. But yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I was saying to you before, the only knob that I touch during the gig is the, <laughs> is the Carry Hall on, of Matt, Fame yeah. MIDI. Oh, oh. <laughs> the Hall of Fame MIDI myself. knob. <laughs> um, so we do shout by Tears of Fears and the solo is drenched in reverb because it was made in the 80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I have to whack the reverb up um, for the solo. And as I turned the reverb up, it was just with all the sand. I assume I've scratched off some paint underneath the knob. I really don't care about that. Yeah, it's just the fact that it, it it's crunchy when I move it. It was it was just annoying, and then I had to move it back to its normal position. Yeah, it's just mm. I'm not looking forward to tomorrow. Like just dusting this thing off because yeah, yeah. Um, it won't have done any damage. I can't. See? I mean, fingers crossed, yeah, because it's it, sand is isn't fine enough to to find its way in, inside the internals. Hopefully, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, the I, I might take the bottom off the M5 because that's got a couple of open um, holes at the back because it's stereo and I'm using it mono. Um, uh, yeah. So I might take the bottom off that just to see if there's any sand inside it, but. Um, everything was working at the end of the gig. Yeah, was the main thing. So, I, hopefully, everything should be fine. It's just a case of it's all a bit dirty and horrible and needs a good clean. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I mean, fingers crossed that the pedal board gods smile upon you and that it's only just a little bit sandy and that it's not that chronically and irreparably sandy. <laughs> yeah, I mean the 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 other thing is by the end of the night it was dark, so I had no idea. Yeah, you can't look like. Yeah. <laughs> like we had we had eight park hands on stage and they were all coloured, so fuck knows what it looked like because <laughs> like trying to trying to find fucking cables on the floor was hard enough, let alone bloody see what my pedal board was like. Absolutely right. I I um I I. For the past couple of weeks, we've been mentioning uh, Joe, haven't we? Saying, he's going to beat us. <laughs> he's not this week. We're going to chuck in a spicy bit of news bef- between betwixt our, um, uh, what we've been up to. So let's do a cheeky bit of news. That'll have you. Cheeky bit of news. Cheeky news. <laughs> cheeky news. Right, so um, Blackstar, have, uh, they've released something, haven't they? Um it's not particularly exciting, but it's news and it counts. So there we go. Um, they <laughs> so probably about like fifteen years ago. I remember in in guitar shops there were these weird little Vox um, Vox amp amp plugs or something like that. I think they were called. Um, yeah, maybe not because I've just read that that's what the <laughs> the Black Star are calling them. <laughs> I thought they were called amplugs. Amplugs, but... yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, we'll go with that. Maybe, maybe it's not a patented term or a, a licensed term. Um, which was basically l- like a tiny little rectangle with a with the Vox logo, and it would have like clean or metal or blues or or whatever. And you'd plug it in, and you plug some headphones in, and you'd basically get this one Vox sound. And I don't know if they were any good, but I assume they weren't because no one seemed to care about them. And 
I mean, they were shitty little battery amps. So at that point, I mean, the the Marshall MS2 was a thing. Uh, so, like, <laughs> that was definitely a shitty little battery amp. Yeah. So I mean, we 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 kind of we we get to know what the what the technology of the time was about. I mean, you think about like the what was the pinnacle of like modeling technology, and it was that kidney bean pod. So <laughs> something that was smaller uh, and powered by batteries, you're imagining is not going to be too fantastic. Anyway, so Blackstar have decided that that little thing from the past is worth regurgitating um, and have released two. They're called the Am- Amplug 2 flies. So they've got a bass version and a guitar version. Of course, we're going to ignore the bass version because, like, who cares? Who cares about bass? Uh, Do you own a bass? Because I don't own a bass. I actually own two. Um, oh, you... Couldn't tell you where they are, but... <laughs> That's okay, then. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, so, the, the guitar one has got three channels. Um... I believe it's like clean crunch and lead, uh, but again, you, you'd have to you'd have to check that yourself. So it's got an ISF feature, which uh, I assume is like the tone control of it, like an overall tone, uh, a bit like the um, the HT one, where it doesn't have a tone control, but it has an ISF. So you go from like a British sound to a to an American. Yeah, sound. that's what the, the ISF is on quite a lot of their stuff, isn't it? Like the, all their pedals and stuff and on all their amps have got ISF and it's supposed to be one side is British, one side is American and you can kind of blend to try and get. Yeah, yeah. Um but with with all of the stuff from the the HT5 upwards, you get like a three band EQ and the ISF and whereas the the HT1 didn't have any any other controls apart from the ISF and that was kind of your tone control. Um yeah. So I imagine that's the same with this because it's it, again it's like it's tiny. It's probably uh, what we're talking maybe about four or five inches long. Yeah, probably. That's, uh, uh, there's, there's ways of measuring that, isn't there? Um, <laughs> but we'll <laughs> I can't think of any. But <laughs> just put it next to a coke can. Yeah. Yeah, because that's a standard unit of measurement, that isn't it? <laughs> oh dear. One, one Coke can. It's at this point. As long, where, as long as it's not as round as a Coke can, yeah. you're all right. Yeah, I mean. That's when the trouble starts. The, there were a proportion of the audience, I, I assume a large proportion of the audience, who, who know what we're, we're alluding to here. And any female listeners we have, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm going to apologise here for dudes. Just. We are the worst. Um, uh, so yeah, Black Star anyway. Uh, three channel ISF. It's got nine inbuilt effects. It's got three choruses, three delays, three verbs. Uh, I don't know if you you can only choose one at a time or if you can have one of each. I don't know. It it was unclear on that. Uh, they purport that you can have 17 hours worth of play on two AA batteries which um, beats my Variax a lot yeah yeah like my Variax uh, I charged that 
charged that over the weekend. I've used the guitar maybe three times, and we're talking like that's that's got to be an hour each time. Maybe maybe two hours on the one time. So that's at maximum four. four five hours, and it's it's dead now. It's dead. Battery's dead. Yeah, I I I find that I find that it'll last on four dots for most of a gig. Yeah. And by the end, it's on three dots. And that's usually two hours, 20. Yeah, and I was getting uh, I was getting the, the tone suck uh, when I was using it today where, where like the acoustic model was sounding great and then it was sounding just farty and flabby. And, like, there was no, yeah. like, no difference in, like, how I was playing it and the positions of the, the knobs or any of that. It was just the battery was running out. Uh, so... That's a, a a real kick in the dick. I'm gonna shoehorn this into an episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, it it seems like a lot, doesn't it? Um, Black Star, um, they they dispelled the myth that um, portable practice amps needed to sound shit. I mean, the the MS2 did, and then they bought out the Fly, and it was like, oh, actually, they can sound good. Um, yeah. And then they did like the the beam, and then they did like even like the the ID um, ID cores and the ID TVBs. All of those they were like actually considering these are like practice amps, they sound legit. Um, yes. Yeah. So I imagine that if anyone will make the amp plug work, Blackstar are the ones to do it. Yeah, I can't argue with that. So I'm I'm quietly, quietly excited about it. Um, like this might be my easy solution to coming home from work at half past five in the morning and not wanting to wake the neighbours or anybody else in the house. Absolutely, because it it requires uh, with like seventeen hours worth of battery, it doesn't require much forethought. I mean, I've got um, Xbox controllers that take two AA batteries, so I always have AA batteries around. So it, yeah, I mean, it's that, isn't it? And and the fact that if it runs for seventeen hours anyway, you're not constantly having yeah. to scramble for batteries. You literally just go, "I oh, fancy playing some guitar." Plug headphones on, sorted. Yeah, and it it sounds like it's going to be the faffless um, solution for you, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, like it, it, it's not going to be something that I'd want to use if I was like trying to learn songs properly. But if I just wanted a noodle for half an hour, yeah, yeah, I could, I can see, you know, well, I, I quite often come home and go, oh, I wish I could plug a guitar in, but yeah, you know, five thirty in the morning is kind of a, a <laughs> time that you're not allowed to plug, plug, yeah, plug a valve amp in. It's classed as unsociable hours, isn't it? <laughs> but if, yeah, if sure a baby next door is wailing, they're fine to do that. <laughs> Stupid double if, standard. If the baby's wailing, I'm going to wail on my guitar. That's it. Well, you're already up, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why can't I do them for the fucking noise abatement stuff? I don't think that's Winking quite. I don't think it's quite how it works. But I, I like the fact that we've we've snuck in a bit of news, so we win this week. We win. 
Yeah, I mean, like I say, I, I, I'm actually gonna have a look into the reviews when they hit the shelves because. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I like the idea. As much as we've kind of taken the piss out of this, I think it's it's something that may work, and if it does, I'm down. I'm absolutely down. Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my what we've been up to is real quick because we've got we've got shed loads and it's like forty minutes in pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh, last week I talked about the the tea tray board. Uh, which was which I used for like an open mic night thing. Uh, I did a, a band rehearsal and I was too lazy to get my actual board out, so I just used the tea tray again. And the pedals on there are legit, just simple legit. Uh, so as a as a as a recap of what they are, I've got a Joyo British sound, which is uh, based on the Tech Twenty One uh, Marshall in a box kind of thing. Uh, there was a some form of Marshall uh, emulator. I think it was uh, the JMP uh, flavored one. Quite quite bright, um, a little bit kind of nasal honky, um, but uh, not not vast amounts of drive. So I, I figure it's uh, like an older older Marshall. Um, then I had the Tube Screamer Mini for the boost, uh, which, I mean, we've talked about millions of times and it is it is still reliable and just good. Yeah. Uh, the Joyo uh, Vortex Flanger, which it's a flanger. Um, you, you, get, you get the flanger sound and it, it, you either like it or you don't, but you get it. <laughs> uh, like if I was choosing a modulation pad like if I had a, 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 a top maybe like a top five of modulations Flange would struggle to get get in there it'd be struggle to get to the top five yeah um, I don't it's not in my top five I'm pretty sure Flange is the bottom of the modulations for me oh no ring mod Ring mod, ring mod, ring mod. That's not even a thing. Just they—they they don't exist to my to me. I, yeah. Well, ain't nothing, ain't nothing getting anywhere near my ring, let alone modulating it. <laughs> uh, that's where I draw the line. Uh, but yeah, like the flanges—they are—they're incredibly finicky, and you can you can get them to sound good enough. I've managed to get it to sound not ridiculous and in your face. But, yeah, it is what it is. Um, and then I, I got the um, the Moore Anna Echo, which is based on the DM2. Um, yeah. Which does what it does. Makes it sound... It, it's, I've got it set relatively slapbacky. Um, and it sounds fine. Sounds a little bit like, because the way I've got it set, like I say, very uh, uh, a subtle, almost slapback, and it almost sounds like spring reverb. Which I get that you you can't complain at. Um, but yeah, I wanted to talk about because it's been so so long since I've played the Joyo British sound, um, and I used to absolutely love it, and then for some reason I put it away in a gig bag and stopped playing it. 
Um, it's it's banging. It's absolutely banging. Um, so it's got three band EQ, which ridiculously useful, like superbly useful. I was I was playing it through uh, through my Variax uh, today through the magnetic pickups. Not through. You don't have to worry, listeners. I'm not going to go go on about all of the modelling. Oh, it was just like the neck pickup of a strap. It, it was uh, how I'd had it set before. Uh, I'd pretty much rolled all of the treble off. Um, but when I plugged it in today, it was not not quite getting there. So just rolled the treble up a bit. Beautiful. Everything was singing the way it should. Sounded amazing. Didn't turn it off for most of the most of my practice session today um, because it sounded that good. Um, cool. The one drawback of it, if I'm being finicky, is that the uh, the gain in it is a bit noisy at the top end. Um, but it sounds great if you if you kind of maybe like a third of the gain on. It just sounds like a kind of uh, a tube amp that you've set to clean, but then you've had to turn up past the point where it doesn't. <laughs> doesn't quite stay clean anymore uh, and it, it just sounds sounds amazing uh, I think I might uh, might do a review on the old the old budget pedal chap channel because it's it's good it's really good do it yeah I might do if I can grab me some time this uh, this week I'll, uh, I'll see what I can do um, I've got other things that I wanted to talk about but I don't think I will uh, because we're running out oh I'll just do a quick mention. I went to see Kiss um, this week. Who? They're a band, yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna sum up the experience. I've seen Kiss before, but I'm gonna sum up the experience um, in a in a short kind of snappy statement, which is ship music, good show. Yeah. So. Like Kiss aren't going to be winning any awards for um, the 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 quality and the themes of their songs. It's basically yeah, I dicked a woman, da, 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 da. I showed her my penis, da, 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 da. Uh, and it's 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 sometimes it's not it's not even that subtle. Um, but like. The, the the actual show was was brilliant. There were like the the first song there was probably about a minute's worth of fireworks in in the in the the, the opening piece. There was lasers. There was uh, Gene Simmons spitting out blood. Uh, there was a flying frontman. Um, yeah, it was it was it was really good. There was a there was a point at which Tommy Thayer was shooting fireworks at his guitar. Yeah, so like it's it's very much like a like a rock and roll circus. I think we mentioned this on the last cast, but yeah, it's it is the rock and roll circus. It was really really good. Um, and even if you don't know any of the songs, you will find that by the end of the song, you'll be able to sing along with it anyway, because they're all that kind of anthemic rock. <laughs> It's it's just nine choruses. There's no verses. Yeah, yeah, pretty chorus. much. Yeah, yeah. Chorus break. Chorus breakdown. Chorus breakdown. Chorus. I mean, 
the, the, like I'm I'm not a kiss person. The only thing that comes into my head is God gave rock and roll to you, which it's not even there. Definitely. Is it? Su- did did they do a cover of it? They did a cover of it, yeah, but it's it's not their song. Yeah. No, no, but yeah, but it like when you say kiss, that's what gets in my head just because it's three times round of that and then change yeah, yeah. the Key last chain, bit yeah. to every <laughs> I wanna yeah. tell you God gave rock and roll to you and then Yes, do it again, give rock and roll. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's it is it's quality. It's a quality, but that it, it embodies Kiss quite a lot. Crazy, crazy nights as well. It's 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 that. Oh yeah, yeah. Crazy, crazy, yeah. Crazy, and then crazy, crazy, crazy nights. And yet, I mean, oh yeah. In doing that, we we sang at least like a third of the song there. <laughs> There's a guitar solo. That, I mean, Kiss Kiss songs follow a formula where there's there's like a, an opening verse, then there's a, a chorus, maybe another verse, chorus, breakdown riff, where it's like cool little riff that will get in your head, like a pentatonic, pentatonic riff. Yeah. Back into a big chorus. Maybe there's maybe a solo in there somewhere. Big chorus, sing along, yeah, yeah, end. And there we go. <laughs> That's kiss for you, but it's it's there. It's it's literally designed to make you make you ha- enjoy the show, and I can't argue with that. It was really good. It was really good fun. So yeah, I can imagine a kiss concert would be great fun. Yeah, it's it's something that I would um, I'd suggest doing before you before I've got to say before you die, but before they die, it's probably more apt, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, what's the name? Have his pink. No purple cracked mirror guitar. Um, Paul Stanley. I think it weren't the purple cracked one. It was the mirror cracked one. Right. Okay. Uh, but yeah, he did play the. Uh, he did play the Ice Man. Yeah. Yeah, because I like I, I just I remember when I was over seeing Steve. We went down to Gak and uh, they had a yeah. signed purple cracked mirror. Paul Stanley, Eichmann or whatever it is, on the wall for like seven and a half thousand pounds, and I was like, "Who is buying that?" <laughs> well, Kiss fans. I mean, Kiss memorabilia is it's it is collectible, isn't it? Um, yeah. The the guitars used again, like uh, was um, it was pretty much exclusively the Iceman for for Paul Stanley. Tommy Thayer used a a Gibson, not an Epiphone, um, t- uh, Tommy Thayer, which is the the white one with the, I think it's like got a covered neck pickup and an uncovered bridge pickup, which makes me happy. Um, <laughs> but then he he played the the guitar that shot the shot the fireworks was a, a it was like a matte black flying V with a single bridge pickup. So there you go. Yeah. Pretty much Ace. what you'd expect, isn't it? And uh, Simmons played his his standard uh, black. I don't know. I don't even know what it is. I think it might be a Washburn uh, kind of just standard bass looking bass. And then he played the uh, the axe bass as well. So yeah. 
So there you go. That, that that is what it is. There's your there's your kiss kiss rig rundown. Did they use any pedals? I don't know. I was really far away. I cheaped out on the seats. <laughs> what amps were they using? Haven't got a fucking yeah, clue. Yeah. Loud ones, an yeah. or a camper. Really, really fucking loud ones. <laughs> um, so let's uh, let's move on to our segment, which I I put in the group this week because we've got we've got we've got ten minutes. We could we can do this map. We can do it. We've got we've got this segment. We've got another segment and another bit of news as well. We can do it. Ten minutes, <laughs> right? So uh, this week, I, I was looking through the uh, the analytics of our podcast like an absolute nerd, um, and the uh, the the demographic for for our podcast is pretty much it's like forty four percent British and like forty six percent American or something like that. Yeah. And then we had like certain percentages. There was one percent that was from the Isle of Man and we, we tried to guess who that might be. Um but we, not yeah, sure. yeah, couldn't couldn't quite <laughs> couldn't quite be sure. We what we what we might need to do, we might need to get you on, on the on the job and, and look around the, the island, see if you can see anyone with the Fret Talk podcast on their on their device. <laughs> Yeah, I'll go around searching people's phones, That's don't it. worry. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I'll get you a look a little hat, Fret Talk police or something. <laughs> uh, so we, we we saw that we're pretty much divided half half American half uh, British and in in honour of that we're going to do a segment called the best of British and the awesome stuff of America um, so basically we're going to choose a guitar an amp and a pedal um, from uh, from Britain and from from America, that we we herald as as being quintessentially British or totally American, dude. Um, <laughs> so uh, we've got we're actually going to start off with uh, Gra from from our group because he he actually uh, chipped in on this one before I even had a chance to think about it. Uh, so he he gave us the option of. Uh, SVL or zero one guitars from Britain, neither of which I've heard of, but he he did say that they would most likely be a telly shaped guitar because he's jonesing for a telly. Um, <laughs> he has been for about two years. He has, yeah, yeah. Like, Just needs to pull pull the trigger. That's it. But he's 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 got a telly. He just wants another. Uh, the US yeah. one, he said, he says it's got to be a telly. Um, it has to be a telly, like a. Like just, a, just before you do that, you just said he's already got one. How many tellies do you own? I, I, I'm not the one saying I need another telly. <laughs> Although, if one, however, that being said, <laughs> if one were to fall into my lap right now, uh, I, I actually, um, this is something that I was going to share on the group, but I'll, I'll share it on air first. Um, I went to Guitar Guitar Birmingham, as you do. Um, and they've got a uh, an LTD Ronnie Wood signature, like six hundred quid, and it looked banging. <laughs> and it's it's basically, uh, do you know the weird telly that I've got that's got two telly neck pickups? It's like yeah. it's yeah, it's like the like the legit version of that. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> Um, so yeah, US. He went for for the Fender Telecaster, but he also said an honourable mention to Collings guitars um, because they make some pretty pretty funky sweet stuff. 
They they mention on on that pedal show quite a lot, and I've I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, the amp, which is I I have to kick myself over this because he stole mine. It's the Honey Boy Bandmaster, which I think, if I remember rightly, That's was a three ten. Yeah, well, it's got it's got two. I think it was like two ten inch, and then like a one smaller speaker. It's like a, like a really weird setup. It might be a three ten actually. I don't know. Um, but I, I think I got a chance to play that one at Birmingham. It was the weird, like white, white with gold bits because it looked looked a bit yeah. like a like the like the Gretsch color scheme, and it was it's a little bit tasty. And <laughs> that happens to fall on the week that at band practice, uh, Yeomans bought his his Honey Boy um, eighteen. Eighteen and. That's uh, that's a that's a spicy spicy uh, spicy amplifier there. Nice. <laughs> it not only is it delicious tonally, it looks the absolute badgers nudgers. So yeah, funny boys, goddamn. Um, the amp he said was the the Freeman Jerry Cant- uh, Cantrell hundred watt head, which he only got a chance to play through the clean channel and was still blown away. Uh, so pretty cool uh, pedal Thorpey Peacekeeper which I cannot argue with uh, Thorpey stuff is uh, it's pretty immaculate the the only kind of internals which rival that which are, on, are kind of even in the same league are the um, Tate FX stuff so he's got he's got that pedal making lock down to an art um, but yeah <laughs> Thorpey, Thorpey Peacekeeper, definitely. And and then he gave us some uh, some some options here. He's got the Strymon Flint, which I think is too too obvious. He went for the Greer Lightspeed or the Nocturne Junior Barnyard, which I'm not entirely sure what the Nocturne is. Uh, but either way, those are some solid choices, aren't they? They're very very solid choices. Are you doing a little bit of research here, now, Matt? Is it? I, I might be doing a little bit of research to try and find out where a couple of companies are. I'll, based. <laughs> I'll, I'll do the follow-up then. Right, so guitar. Guitar for um, Britain. I thought I'd go for... Uh, well, I'm going to go for one of two, and I think I'm going to go for Vox, which is really, really strange because you'd think Vox as amps. Um, but I've got that, that weird Vox kind of SG Junior thing. I think it's the, the SDC55. Uh, and it's yeah. absolutely banging. Um, if I can't have Vox, I was going to go with Burns because they've got some mental things. Like the the Bison, is it? Which is like a weird strat uh, with a curly headstock. Mental. Um, for the US, I'm going to put my hands up and say the US have absolutely beaten our ass on guitars because like most of the iconic guitars, you're thinking... Um, you're thinking US guitars, aren't you? I'm going to go either the, t- yeah. the telly or the SG. Uh, because why not? Um, yeah. For the amp, this is a really, really odd, an oddball. Uh, of course, I'm going to go for Marshall. Because I assume that you're going to go for Vox. I was going to give you, like, lay the floor down for you for the, for the like, the, the, <laughs> the Vox amps. Um, but I'm going to go for the Marshall, and I'm going to go the Marshall Class 5, which is a, a little bit of an oddball, but 
I've always wanted to try one. And I saw um, the Guitar Geek video where he was backstage with uh, uh, Billy Gibbons. And the, the Amp yeah. Tech was using the, the Class 5 to, to test the guitars. And I was just like, if it's good enough for ZZ Top's tech. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's good enough for me. Uh, the Amp. Um, I'm going to go uh, for the US one. I'm going to go. And this is on the stipulation that I don't have to carry it. Because if I have to carry it, that's a completely different story. But uh, PV did a 410 version of the Delta Blues, I think. Yeah. And I am pretty sure that would rock my world. So I'm going to go for the 410 Delta Blues as long as I don't have to carry it. Uh, because no one was. Oh, I don't even want to carry two, two ten, let alone four ten. <laughs> uh, right. So uh, pedals uh, for the UK was really, really difficult because we like we know quite a lot of um, awesome pedal guys. I mean, JSA. We know. Hello, Sailor. We've got. Uh, Tater effects, all of these yeah. awesome uh, pedal ma- manufacturers who are pretty much on our doorstep. But we've also got like the people like Xander and Bright Onion and and st- like people like that who are just like again knocking it at the park and are stones throw away. But I had to make a choice, and uh, because of. Uh, I've I've tried a fair bit of the the JSA stuff. Uh, I've I've tried a fair bit of the uh, the Tate Effect stuff, but I have yet to try the Range Master by Hello Sailor. And it was mentioned on that pedal show this week. Chris Book was saying how his Range Master like sits on sits on his new board amongst some of the finest pedals out there. I'm going to go, if it's good enough for that crazy Welshman, it's good enough for me. Hello, Sailor Ranger Master, with the Transformer mod. And failing that, I am going to go the Antares because it's that clean blend is a game changer. Um, and my, my US pedal um, is the Full Tone OCD GE, which I did a, a little video about on, uh, on Pedal Boards of Doom which is uh, a germanium version of the OCD. So magical unicorn tear diodes. Um, but also you get, I think in, in the, the early, like the, the V1 OCD, they had the germanium diode, but it was, oh, it was only like one germanium diode, whereas this has a pair of them. So you're potentially getting more drive, more saturation, more-ness, which... And it's sparkly teal, so you know, sparkly teal's good. <laughs> what are we saying, Matt? What are we saying? Yeah. You got a okay. So yeah, um, UK guitar. I struggled for a while, um, because it's the one thing you don't think about with UK manufacturers, really. Yeah, there are. It, it's, there's no Fender or Gibson kind of level of 
manufacturers. So I had to think about what have I coveted over the years. So I've gone with a Manson Matt Bellamy signature with a chaos pad in it. Oh, nice. Now you've mentioned Just because. UK manufacturers. You've you've literally like smacked me in the face with a, like a, a super obvious one. Go on, <laughs> I will mention it. I'll I'll I'll, uh, I'll swoop in here. Um, Tony Iommi's SG was made by a company in Birmingham called Jade Customs, um, and yeah, I wanted one of those for a while. I'm pretty down with the uh, with Tony Iommi. Like, pretty much the first year of my guitar playing was either playing punk songs or playing Black Sabbath tunes. Uh, so yeah, Jade Customs. Yeah, yeah. So my my choice was between Manson and Gordon Smith, and I've just gone with Manson <laughs> Shit, at the end. Man. Yeah, yeah. That's a, absolute blinder there, isn't it? <laughs> um, but yeah, um, like I say, I'll, I'll go for a Matt Bellamy signature because for the like ten years at this point, I've wanted a Matt Bellamy signature, and they're ridiculously priced, and I'm not buying a court one, so yeah. Um, it's it's out of my range, but that that would be my choice for a British guitar, American guitar. I've ummed and ahed, and I still haven't made a decision, but I guess I've got to. So I'm going to go for a Gibson Les Paul. Good on you. Good on you. Yeah, I think prob- issues aside with marketing, I'm going for a Gibson Les Paul. Yeah, I think I think. It's iconic enough that it deserves that. It deserves that respect, doesn't it? Yeah. Obviously, Telecaster was my other, my other. Um, yeah, I think we've uh, we've choice. pretty much had a straight flush on the Telecasters by this point. Now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I'll go for Gibson Les Paul just because I prefer humbuckers to single coils usually. Um, yeah, so, you yeah. do. Yeah. Amps, uh, British. You're right, Vox. It's 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 just Vox is the answer. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> like, it's, it's your tone, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. I mean, amongst other people, like it's, the t- it's not just yours. <laughs> yeah, like I I grew up listening to Brian May, who uses Vox amps. Um, just I I love the sound of a singing Vox amp. So yeah, yeah it, like if you're gonna make me pick a British amp, I'll pick a Vox. Yeah, and I, I'm pretty sure I'll be happy with that. And you know, I can get a Marshall as a backup if I have to, but I'll 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 stick with Vox if I can. But I mean, in terms of amp, we've 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 got a lot of um, a lot of things covered there. I mean, yeah, we've got orange as well, haven't we? Or black. That's it. I think amps is where the Britain Britain kind of, has, in my opinion, has it over the US in terms of that mid level. I think the top of the range stuff the US has got. Better than the UK, yeah. Just, but but um, certainly for like for five hundred to twelve hundred, you're buying British every time. Whether it's a Marshall, whether it's you know a, a, a Vox, an Orange. So I just I've I've got a little chat going on here, which I don't mean to have, but it's a little group chat that um, that I've got. It's got Lee and Eric in. Apparently my uh, my OCD video has just broke a thousand views. Woo! Woo! So let's excellent news. There we go. 
Um, yeah, I'd, I'd argue that like even like the boutique stuff from America that are rivaling the like the the top end. A lot of it is based on British stuff, isn't it? It's based on like oh, this is a this is this Marshall, but rodded and and so yeah. Without without Britain, in terms of the amp game. You've basically got Fender. Yeah, I mean, there'd, there'd be a massive gap, wouldn't there? There'd be a massive gap. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think certainly for for driven amps, I think we blow America out of the water because um, their driven amps copy ours or are horrible. Um, I don't like Mesa Boogie for people not quite getting what I'm saying there. Yeah, I mean, they're an Just, acquired taste. They're an acquired taste. They've got like I don't 12 need 20, billion 28 tubes. band EQ. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> I don't need a 28 band EQ. Like, yeah. just give me a tone cut and a top boost channel with a bass and treble on it, and I'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's it. For America, um, I sat and literally had to do a. Uh, like checklist because I didn't know whether to pick a Friedman Dirty Shirley or whether to pick a Two Rock oh. and I'm picking a Two Rock I, I reckon you've made the right choice mate I, I mean the Dirty Shirley is is a, is a fine, fine amplifier but the Two Rock like it's something magical isn't it yeah yeah I, like I, I, I spoke enough about it when I spoke about um, Steve yeah but and um, staying down with Steve, but yeah, the I th- I think if I was only able to have one amp, and I had the money to invest in a two rock, I would invest in a two rock. Um, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, it's the ultimate pedal platform. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think I'd, I'd, just the amount of time you talked about the two rock, it just suggests to me that <laughs> if you didn't choose it, there'd be something something wrong. <laughs> Yeah, so I'll I'll go for a two. I think it's a Studio Thirty Five. So let's say that. Um, yeah, Studio Pro Thirty Five. Well, and then pedals. You stole my pedal because I was going with a Hello Sailor FX Rangemaster. You, but you've got one. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, but what's better than one? Uh, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a double Rangemaster. Like. When I first got the Range Master, the first thing I did was crank the Vox and then use the Range Master to push the Vox. Oh dear, that's a, it, that's a sound that isn't it? Give, it gives it gives you Brian May sound. Yep. And I spent a good couple of hours just playing Queen inspired riffs because I've never really learned any Queen riffs. But yeah, butchering so butchering I, Queen classics. So I, yeah, <laughs> exactly I how it be doing it, mate. So, <laughs> like. You know, I like I know the chord sequence, the fat bottom girls, and I was doing boom, boom, vision. Boom, boom, boom. Yes, sir. Isn't that not like open tuned and slid? It's- um, it depends on whether you're listening to the original or whether it's live versions. Okay. Yeah, I'd assume that. Yeah, that would be um, very difficult yeah, to read. Yeah. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but um, I yeah, I if it was something to add to my current collection I would be going for a Raise the Dead from Take Your Effects yep 
Yeah, fine choice, fine choice. With the uh, yeah, I th- got the transformer mod in as well, so you can put it wherever you want. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But if we're literally just going one guitar, one amp, one pedal, then I'm having a Range Master, a Vox, and a Manson from for Britain. Woo! And yeah, that that'll that'll get me get me going anyway. Yeah, and then um, your your final US pedal. Now this. I had trouble with because as much as I love my analog man mini chorus mini, mini. if I've only got one pedal mini chorus mini mini chorus mini okay um, if I've only got one pedal it probably needs to be a drive pedal not a chorus pedal yeah 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 um, yeah you're not in the cure <laughs> yeah um, so I had to think and. I was I was coming up short. I was like, I, there's there's too much to choose from. There are too many yeah. companies. Yeah, there's quite a few in um, America, isn't there? And in the end, I've just basically kind of imploded and couldn't pick anything. I think I'm gonna go with the Echoplex preamp. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Because it's fairly low gain, but it gives you quite a classic sound. Yeah, yeah. And I think, I think you know you you could like you, you're not going to get any like high gain sounds out of it, but you you you'll get into that kind of bluesy territory if you crank it up. Yeah, and if you take it down a bit, it just gives you that extraness. Yeah, I don't think you need to uh, to be going high gain to be fair. And with your with your British side, you've got like the the Brian May tone. And with the uh, with the uh, the clean platform and the the Echoplex, you're probably talking some some other pretty classic tones there, there aren't you? So yeah, so you'll be all right. I reckon you'll be all right. Right, <laughs> we're we're um, probably about ten minutes over the cast. We're probably about ten minutes over the cast. Do we do the news? Do we do the news? Nah, fuck it. We'll we'll wait. We'll wait. We'll we'll wrap it for today. Because <laughs> we uh, we beat Joe this week. We beat him. Yeah. He didn't get to work. Yeah. We, <laughs> we've, we've won. We've we've manipulated the system That's in it. our favour. That's it. Next uh, next week just, we'll start with it. Start with it. <laughs> just a really confusing. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, just to really fuck with you, can I just do one thing before we move into the outro? Go on, go on. Can I put sand into the room one oh one? Go on, we'll do this we'll do this room one oh one. We'll we'll finish on room one oh one because I love it. Go on. So I, I just want to put sand in room one oh one after my experience of the weekend. Okay, okay. So just sand in general. Not usually something that mixes with music a lot. Um but I can see when it does mix with music doesn't lead to great things. Um, so we, we, I'm, I'm definitely going to put sand into. Mind you, without sand, then we've got like coastline erosion. Nah, I'll put it in. We, we'll put it right. in. Sand on pedals or fretboards because okay. I don't like bending on a piece of sandpaper. That was uncomfortable. Yeah. So what I'll do, I'll I'll give it like a a restraining order, and it has to be within. Within fifty feet of any guitar music, 
Okay, so we Yeah. There we go. I reckon that 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 beats it. That can go into room 101. Like proximity sand. Um <laughs> And I, I did have one that I was going to go for this week of room 101. And that it might come as a bit of a surprise, but the volume knob. Uh, but it's only the position of it. I enjoy the fact that the volume knob is a thing and I use it, I utilise it. Without it, I would be very much lost. However, um, on a strat, the volume knob is just a little bit too close. It's quite useful because you can access it very quickly, but it's just a little bit yeah. too close that it makes it a little bit inconvenient. Every other motherfucking guitar miles away. <laughs> so it's yeah, Telecaster. You can't you can't be like strumming and 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 swelling with that because yeah. unless yeah, you've this, got massive this, this. hands. Gary Moore used to do it because he's a fucking he had giant hands. Um, but like us mere mortals, you can't swell on a telly. Um. Les Paul, you ain't even standing a chance. <laughs> and again, Gary Moore used to do that as well. Flick it on the neck pickup, yeah, could get the neck pickup volume. Again, giant hands, crazy man. Um, so yeah, can someone just put the, the volume in, in like maybe like an inch down from where the strap one is? And then we're sound. We're absolutely sound. That's the That's the place you need it. <laughs> so the position yeah. of yeah. of volumes on on guitars I'm gonna <laughs> can put, go into room one. Go into room the, current, the current position on all guitars goes into room yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, that's it, yeah. So we'll fix it one day. And listeners, if if you if you've experienced a guitar where the the volume position is actually just right, let me know. Please just let me know. Um, because I don't think I found one yet. Um, so I mean, we'll we'll see, we'll see. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up for this week. Um, for myself, uh, we've got Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube.com slash Budget Pedal Shop. Um, I, as we also mentioned earlier in the cast, I am also doing stuff with the pedal boards of Doom uh, YouTube channel, and just I mean we we do the the weekly podcast with pedal boards of Doom anyway, but there's 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 been a bit more crossover, um, and you you see me uh, like presenting news like actual news. I don't like piss about for half hour talking about what I've been doing for the week. I actually just talk about news. Um, Matt, you are heel underscore Matt Q at everything, pretty much. We've got Twitch, we've got Instagram, we've got Twitter. Yeah. Sounds about right. Twitch. Yeah, yeah, mention that one. Um, yeah. Bad Booker's podcast, occasional um, yeah. occasional Mac wine of that podcast as well. Um, we're still going to try and get the tone jerks on. It might be a summer project. Keep your ears and eyes peeled for that. Give those guys a listen as well if you haven't already. And don't forget that on the Pedal Boards of Doom uh, Facebook page at the moment, there is that, um, that giveaway for the Anasones uh, Le Bon, Le Brut, Le Truan or something like that. Uh, uh, the Spring Reverb uh, yeah. thing. 
I can't win it. I'm sad by this because I'd like a, a spring that I could kick. <laughs> I, I can't win it either. Yeah, I imagine, yeah, I imagine that it's probably against the rules that you can't. My brother asked if he could win it, and I don't see why, why he couldn't. Um, he doesn't play guitar. Um, he would have very little use for a spring reverb tank. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I assume that he probably could. Um, but you, listener, you can. Unless you're Lee, then you can't Lee. But everyone else, you can. Uh, so, yeah, hop over to Pedalboards of Doom. There's, there's info about it there. And I think there might be a video out about how, like, all, all the steps that you need to go through. Mainly, it's the newsletter of uh, Anna saying that you need to be, need to be signed up to. Um, but then also, like, follow the, follow the social media stuff. Um, from myself, Mr. Budget Pedal Chap. From the Matt Quine of the Fret Talk podcast, Mr. Matt Quine. Say bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. Whee! It will be a tatty bye. And good night for this week. Ta-ra, Arabit. Ta-ra, Arabit, Matt. Ta-ra. Doing the waving again. Doing the waving. That's it. That there. There's a podcast. We, did most, we didn't talk about bloody Malmsteen, did we? Should we stick the Malmsteen bit at the end? We should. God, I help you and give you Malmsteen. We should stick the Malmsteen bit at the end. So, Malmsteen. I just, like, as as much as he is technically proficient, like you talked about him last week, but, oh, he's just annoying. Yeah, we, like, I mean, we, we, and, we had, like, a massive circle joke over uh, Malmsteen last week, didn't we? It was... You, you did... And it, it triggered me to put a post in the the um the podcast group. It did, yeah. And Eric triggered me a little bit by saying that <laughs> I'm o- I'm only annoyed I, I only don't like him because I'm jealous that I can't play like that. Yeah. Which is definitely not the case. I mean But I'd like I'd like the ability to, to like to have that on tap if I needed to. Um but, when would you ever need to sweep pick a Phrygian over four octaves? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't know because I, I don't, I don't have that at my disposal right now. But I imagine that if if I had that ability, I probably would do it more than I needed to. <laughs> so, yeah, and as like to be fair, like I've not seen much of his actual musical output. Yeah. What I've seen is all the YouTube videos of him going, here's me doing the Lydian scale over three octaves. Yeah. Um and and then and then going, here's here's me playing blues. That 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 instructional video where he says, uh this one is uh is called blue. Um it's me playing, uh, playing kind of bluesy licks, and then he just shreds the shit out of it. It's just like, mate, that. that. <laughs> and, no, to be fair to him, at one point he does go, 
but he does it about 300 mile an hour, so you can barely hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and if that was the only experience that I ever had of, of Malmsteen, I would I would put my hands down and say, I hate him too. That That is not the not the best side of Malmsteen at all. Um, like, all of that, like, mindless, widdly shred shit. Um, it has its place. Some people like it. Some people like uh, the instrument. I mean, if, uh, Andrew, who was, who was back in your corner, said, yeah, like, I can dig some, some Vice stuff and some Satch stuff. It's it's I'd put it all in that in that kind of uh, virtuosic instrumental nonsense. Um, yeah, I mean it's it's, it's kind of me. yeah it's the 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 top end of it where it is just like it's it's virtuosity for the sake of look at how good I am. Um, but that that's not the Malmsteen that I like, I enjoy. I don't think that's the Malmsteen that. Uh, for the large part, uh, Lee or Eric enjoy as well. So Malmsteen's actual musical output, like the the Rising Four stuff, uh, like Trilogy and Marching Out and Odyssey, these these kind of like the eighties albums. Uh, a lot of it isn't instrumental. It's mm, there's a lot of a uh, lot of songs. They've got vocalists on there like uh, uh, Jeff Scott Soto and uh, Jolin Turner and three-letter abbreviation guy. Um, and, uh, I'm sure there's another guy. Um, uh, he, did a, he did something with Dio as well, actually. Uh, he did say Ronnie James Dio. Ronnie James Dio. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like three-letter abbreviation. you just get people with three names? Yeah, yeah. It says uh, I only work with the guys with the the three names because he's he's cooler. Like, yeah. Uh, I think my Malmsteen impression is pretty spot on. It's pretty similar to that Dutch company. Yeah, that yeah. Made those pedal <laughs> uh, oh dear, it's degenerated, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, so I, I'm going to link you to some Malmsteen that isn't just mindless, widdly shred shit. I mean. Bear in mind there there are little breaks in it where Malmsteen gets it's a mindless weirdly shit. Yeah, I mean because it's Malmsteen and it's all he can do. Yeah, I mean you you can imagine the producers like sitting there and he's got like a little like gate and there's like okay we've got <laughs> we've got a good solid two minutes of song here. Go on Malmsteen, go and have a run around. Eight bars. Eight yeah, bars. come back. Yeah, yeah. back in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm like I'm pretty sure he can't play slower than sixteenth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think that that is that is fair. That is fair. Um, but the, I mean, there's there's some songs which are really tasteful. Um, if like considering it's Malmsteen, so there's there's some songs which are like really catchy. And as long as you don't listen to the lyrics, please don't listen to the lyrics because majoritively they're shit. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's the eighties. There's a lot of shit lyrics about. Yeah, there's yeah. Some great lyrics about, but there's a lot of shit lyrics about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, much like uh, we mentioned about Kiss and how it's pretty much you're gonna touch my junk, yeah, baby. I mean, it's not that bad, but it's there's dragons and there's it, it's. It's like a subtle Steel Panther, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, whereas Steel Panther, it's they're they're in on the joke. They they understand. Whereas back then it was just that was accepted and it was 
<laughs> yeah, I'm being really clever in in thinly veiling this uh, this euphemism. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for fuck's sake, Kiss have got a song called "Lick It Up." So, <laughs> like, eating box, eating box. Whoa, right, come on, come on. Yeah, it's yeah, it's 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 not subtle. And Love Gun as well. Love Gun's another one. You pull the trigger yeah, of my dick and balls. Dun, 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 dun. It's a catchy chorus though, isn't it? Dick and balls. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Malmsteen lyrics are... I mean, they're not, they're not quite as explicit as that, but they're... Um, yeah, it's like dragons and steel and... And yeah, like really, really overblown shitty metaphors that are written by a guy whose whose second language is English. Um, so yeah, you're not selling Yngwie Malmsteen to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but music musically, it's quite it's quite interesting. It's it's a bit like Deep Purple and, on steroids. So and I and I never said that he wasn't a talented. Well, I said he wasn't a musician I said I, I didn't say he yeah. wasn't talented I just said he wasn't a musician because he didn't know what music was no no I I, um, I, I would which is is me going over the top yeah I yeah know, but typical um, typical Matt Ramp fashion I mean I'd, I'd yeah I'd, I'd, argue, I'd argue it I wouldn't say that he's 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 ever going to be winning uh, awards for the most tasteful uh, song uh, composition but the, the, there are there are more ridiculous more ridiculous um and and like i say it it's not it's not all that youtube instructional video shred but i think the problem is that youtube instructional video and what used to be dvd instructional video yeah tapes as well. encouraged a style of music that didn't need to exist yeah like the the um the g3 tours where you just had like a couple of hours of guys just getting up and essentially um, fret masturbation. Yeah, yeah. They, they literally had they had a, a, a guitar with a twelve to twenty inch radius, and they didn't have a pick, and they just yeah, yeah, like play it like play it like a piano, and then do their sweet picking, and then they go back to playing it like a piano. Yeah. Yeah, and lots of like reaching over to the other guitarist's guitar and fretting their guitar, and yeah, lots of showboating. Yeah, but. and like, yeah, it's it's just Malmsteen is is not for me. Like, and I've I've always said the music that speaks to me the most is music that portrays the emotion of the person who's writing said piece of music at yeah. the time. Like whether it's a guitar solo, whether it's lyrics, whether it's melodies, like all of it, I like to have either, either it needs to be good fun and just make you smile, or it needs to tell me how you were feeling at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I can't get either of those feelings from Ingve Malmsteen. Um, I mean, there's a couple of couple of quite fun tracks that are just it's just like. But I mean, like most eighties eighties uh, rock is it? It's not gonna um, 
not going to grasp you emotionally. Yeah, yeah, he's not going to grasp you emotionally uh, fantastically. It's mostly just kind of one of those head bobbing, yeah, kind of. You, and that's the feeling that it that it kind of um, brings on. It's not a not a, a like a, a deep sadness or a deep joy. It's just just I wanna rock, rock, rock. Gonna party, party, party like there's cocaine and hookers. And that's the 80s. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much was, wasn't it? <laughs> so that's Malmsteen, yeah, yeah I mean, pretty much. I think, we can, uh, yeah. I think we can end our podcast, can't we? Yeah. An extra <laughs> <laughs> an extra half hour on top. An extra five minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just have some extra Malmsteen stuff. <laughs>